quick little jump in from a uh, future Elliot and Logan here. Uh, just finished recording the podcast, and then we just found out that Carrigan announced that Rain and Robin will not be with them at Blast, um, which we kind of alluded to a little bit, but um, basically they won't be with them at Blast. We have an unnamed stand-in right now uh, that will be playing with them, supposedly. Actually, has to be playing with them. Um, so we have an unnamed stand into work. Yeah, yeah, we have an unnamed stand-in right now. So anything that we say about phase, just remember that they have a stand-in, and no, it won't be JKS. No, that's true. It won't be JKS. He he is signed to a team. Uh, it can't be him this time. So uh, take out take out your uh, your tinfoil hats and start thinking of conspiracy theory stand-ins. It's AZ. Um, it's probably MSL. Um, it's both of them. <laughs> MSL as coach. It's MSL. Yeah, actually, that, there are two play. There are two stand-ins. You know what? You never know. Um, but either way, that's going to be later in the episode. So enjoy the rest of the episode and us talk about EG for like twenty-seven minutes. Welcome to Overtime on Inferno, your weekly roundup of all the biggest stories in CS:GO. Quicker than the French Counter-Strike scene seems to have completely collapsed. Uh, if you could rate and review us at the end of the episode, it would really help us. I'm Logan. This is AZS. Let's get into it. We have a variety show today of things. Uh, we've got the end of the off-season roster moves, of which there's a couple of things around that are happening. And then we'll have some blast premiere spring groups 2023 which is the official name of the event preview that will be the only time we'll say the official name of the event yeah after um, that we'll just call it blast 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 is blasting off again yeah um we will we'll talk about blast towards the end of the episode because matches start tomorrow as we record today as you listen <laughs> so there will yes. be some there'll be some important unless you're listening on like friday in which case it was yesterday i don't know why you're listening on friday listen when the podcast comes out that's people are busy. They got busy lives. Maybe you know. Maybe they've got a job where they just, they like they just work all week, like the week, and then they get like they finish early on Friday at the weekend. They're like, I'm going to listen to the podcast now. You've just called them out. Yeah, but I have a job, and I managed to record it on Wednesday at, on my lunch break. So, well, <laughs> you know, you've just called you've called them out unnecessarily now. <laughs> all right, let's get started. I still with... love you, listeners. Don't worry. Let's get started with the Ross news. Uh. We'll start with the uh, the thing that just needs one last little bit of confirmation. Uh, Cloud9 has actually done it. They've signed Buster. Not that anyone expected <sighs> anything different, um, but it's officially announced. So there you uh, go. What a boring move. It's so boring. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's <laughs> probably a better move than I'm giving it credit for, but it's just so boring. Like, the problem with this move, and I'm we're spending very little time on this because we've spent so much in the last two weeks, is it is A, a boring move, and B, it is not going to help them. Because at the very least, it brings them up a very small amount, or at the very worst, it brings them down a small amount. There's no real change. It's like for like. Yeah. In the end of the yep. day. Agreed. Something else needs to happen. I don't know what it is right now, but it's something with the core of players. Um. And I'm I'm not keeping Hobbit. In I there I think it's Nafni, but we'll, okay, like you give him another chance with this roster if this roster doesn't work. Yeah, like, Cloud Nine had two top five players. 
in the HLTV Top 20. Mm-hmm. And they won one event. It and it was in America. It never really looked like winning any other. And the event they won was in America. And yeah, I don't mean that in like a terrible way, but like America still had bad COVID stuff coming in and like a lot of people couldn't make the event. Yeah. If we remember back to IEM Dallas, there were a lot of teams with just stand-ins. Yeah, a lot of teams with stand-ins and teams so, didn't make it and it was like kind of a weird event. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they won it, but like that's just not enough. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some die young. So Navi have uh, have brought MPL up to the main roster and seems to be on a permanent basis right now. Um, some die young is officially gone. Um, he and LMBT have both joined Monty, uh, which is a tier two European team that you may have heard of once or twice, but you'll probably hear be hearing a lot more from them because this roster is kind of cracked. I feel like it was better before. You think... Okay, so the roster previously was Waro2k, DemQQ, Boros, Krasnal, and Fessor. And they've traded Fessor out for Sundai Young, and they've traded out the coach, which was Krizen, for LMBT. Um, yeah, I, I kind of preferred the one before. Like, if you're going to be a team like this, which is clearly an upset team, yeah, you want as much, like variance as possible someday young for a good team is perfectly fine because he, he he's not a particularly high variance player um he's not a great player someday young but he, he does what he does you kind of just leave him be and expect expect a certain level of output whereas Fessel is a bit more quicksilver he's a bit more like he, he has highs and lows and I just feel like if you're going to be a team that relies on upset potential, you know, maybe sneaking your way into majors, you probably want that high ceiling, low floor. Probably makes more sense. Um, but why? I think it's probably a case that of a personality thing. Someday Young is probably a lot easier to work with and does bring, I hate the term, but he does bring experience to this team. I think. I think that that's my bigger bet. You and I have very differing opinions on the role of experience in a team, but on on a team that is... I think it's nonsense. On a team that's a tier two team, right, that is not... It's not competing for a championship anytime soon. It's not competing for a win at Cologne. It's not competing... It's not competing for a top 10 finish. They're happy to make it to the event, right? For one of those teams, having somebody like Sunday Young and to a degree LMBT who can kind of nurture these younger players, because we've seen very good things out of War 2K. We've heard good things about MQQ. Boros was on endpoint for a little while and appeared to be not the worst player on that team, which shouldn't be saying a lot because they are a British organization, but we're helping players kind of rise a little bit. Um, having some more experienced players may help them a little bit. I And I think that's probably a good move. Do you know what would help them more than having more experienced players? More firepower. Having better players. I mean, that too. Which but... is always the answer. Yeah, but... Someday Young, I don't think he's better than Fessel. Can Do you really think that they could, uh, that they could afford better players, though? Yeah, if you can afford Someday Young, you can probably afford a better player. I don't think Someday Young is going to be particularly cheap, given the teams he's played for. I don't know. 
I I'd be willing to bet that he's he's kind of just an A. I'll take whatever deal comes to it. Let me prove myself, and I'll get back to the the rest of the sticks. Well, and you think that a a team wants more unproven kid like wouldn't what? have to take the same offer? But what team wants some die young? Well, yeah, but there's probably <laughs> a reason for that. Like, I I know it's kind of harsh to have a go at some young for this Navi stint, but he kind of wasn't very good. And I know you, you can argue he doesn't need to be. I was going to say we he kind of. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I kind of realized that actually, no, you you probably do need to be more than just. This is a change Crap. in foreign policy from us. We spent the last six months saying that some die young just needed to literally be able to plug yeah. a mouse and keyboard into the yeah, computer. Fine. But also, he's not on Navi now, is he? Yeah, no, now he has to actually, like, get yeah. kills. And you, like, Monty are taking that gamble. I think it's a reasonable. I, I think it's the same gamble that somebody's going to take with Cirque, which is yeah. And I don't. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't sign Cirque either. So, but either way, someone's going to do it. So, fuck it. It might as well be Monty. Um, yeah, that's fine. Let's go across the pond quickly to the evil geniuses. Uh, we talked about last week that they're probably going to have about seven trillion players on their roster. Well, they are. They're making a move to get rid of one. Uh, they got rid of Cirque a couple weeks ago, and it seems that they are going to do something, which I've braced myself for this, actually makes sense, which is they are promoting a member from one of their blueprint rosters to the main team. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I don't... still reeling from Ryan saying that this proves that the blueprint works. No, yeah, no this does not. This does not it prove proves, that it. It proves that you can follow. That you follow. It proves that evil genius because evil geniuses can follow instructions. Like, if the whole idea of the blueprint is to promote players, it is actively not working because you could have just not paid Wiz for the last six months and then signed him. If the, if yeah. the idea is to just promote from within, you could just wait, not sign these players six months ago and just sign them it only works if signing them to evil geniuses improves them and then you promote from within and they're good if wiz is bad it doesn't it doesn't suggest that the system works because you promoted because that is a feedback loop that doesn't make you can't say oh yeah this system is designed to like promote players if you just then promote players regardless of you know a progress of nothing you are just saying we created the system to promote players we then promoted players therefore the system works because you control whether or not you promote players you don't control whether or not they're good it only works if the players are actually good enough i don't even know if it works if it's there good enough i i'd be more that i'd be happier to describe this as E.G. assigned the players in some way that says that they will improve to a degree in which they will be useful to E.G. within a certain amount of time. That the whole sure. point of the blueprint rosters is the players need to improve. Because yeah. if they're not improving, they, either, they actually, let me remember, they need to do one of two things. They either need to improve themselves or improve the other players, right? That's why Russian Stan are still there, is because the hope with Russian, 
regardless of your think of thinking about experience and veteranship and all that shit, Stan is still a top five NAIGL, and that's just because there are no other NAIGLs. Okay, I actually think <laughs> they signed Sheikh Zula as coach in the last week or so. By the way, genius move. I love it. He should be the IGL of that team. He should be the IGL of one of the... He shouldn't be a coach. He should be the IGL of one of those teams. Sheikh Zula has mentor, has like IGL'd like nearly all of the good American prospects in the last and, three years. And 90% of the bad ones. Yes. <laughs> but like he has made okay players look good. He has made bad players look okay. I Sheikh think Zula, it, like, oh, surely the whole... If you're going to have Stan on this team... Surely you would just have Sheikh Zula because Sheikh Zula is a better in-game leader. I think part of the hope with having Sheikh as a as an assistant coach is that he will be able to create more IGLs with this blueprint group and the fact that if he doesn't have to play and he doesn't have to directly IGL, he can teach people to IGL. I don't know yeah. if that's going to work or not, but I think that's okay. the thought process here. I can, which yeah, I can, I can see I can that. Get be, I can get behind I can see that. that. I, but, I do think you would be better off just Letting him improve the other players and just signing in game leaders from elsewhere, like they've done for the main team I anyway. Th I think it can still work, and I think they probably want to continue to pull from NA. And I know that they pulled Nealon from elsewhere, but I think they'd like to be able to make their own homegrown IGLs who kind of have yeah. some moves within. So, but then if you want to shake them, but it sort of creates other IGLs, why is Stanislaw in the academy team? I. Stan is his own. I have no clue. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that doesn't... Like, I actually agree with you. If if the idea is to create IGLs and you have Shake as a coach to do that, I actually quite like that idea. But there's no point having Stanislaw in that case. There's no point well, having... Is it Pone alone who's the in-game leader for the other team? Or is he, yeah. I, can't remember. Po I think it's Pone. It may be Ben Lead, though. I think it's Pone. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But like, It's one of the two of them. You know, it's sure, I don't know. It, it, to me, it makes more sense to just have Shake in game lead because he consistently makes players better. Like you yeah, just have him in game I, because you're not trying to win with this team anyway. You have Stanislaw. Like you're not trying I, to win. I have a feeling that we will see more movement on the blueprint teams after Shake has become coach because I think yeah. that Shake has a better pulse on oh, the he, North American. He has American fantastic scene. talent ID. Yeah, then the rest of the eg roster have it yeah. and that that's not as nothing against valens or mad cow or borberg who are still there right no it, um, it's true shake like, is shake is shake is a, he is the american talent finder right yeah if you're yeah. an american talent you've almost certainly played with shake or you're a leash and naf who were around pre-shake right uh, like, i described him as the na crystal the yeah day. well he is yeah. just a terrible player but it's like he's such a good in-game leader that you keep him around, matter. and he's always valuable to a tier two team. So I think that I think Shake joining means there will probably be roster moves on the lower rosters. We've already seen some of that happen with George Snorts and Pluto officially being signed, though they were technically prior to Shake. I'd be willing to bet that there was conversation in there because I don't know. That would just make sense to me. The reason going back to this blueprint works if a player gets better enough for them to put on the main team, right? The whole point of the blueprint is you have to actually get good. So this works if Wiz is good. Yeah, which he might and, be. And it works if Wiz is better than he used to be. I just I just don't like that 
oh yeah it's no. already been declared a success yeah no i it hasn't been a success no all right and that's been your weekly uh, edition of tldr shits on ryan this is uh, a weekly edition of evil geniuses roster move yeah really that they make a roster move every week we have to start counting how many roster moves because we have that we have whoever has the most roster moves by the end of the year some we got to start counting these it's not worth the effort it's always right. going to be an NA team. All right, I got one more. I got one more thing, but before we we do it, I have a question for you. And tell me if you've heard this one already. Hades is signing to a new team. It's called Nine. Yeah. How do you spell Nine? Isn't it Nine I N E? Yes, it is. God, Which... esports team names are so. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. Uh, like, <laughs> but someone's going to pronounce it as Nine Nine. Yeah, which kind of sounds cool. That sounds better than Nine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't hate that team name too much. I kind of like it. It's stylized. Um, yeah, Hades signed to this uh, whole Polish team named Nine. I have no other words other than Hades signed to the whole Polish team named Nine. Yeah, Hades is a decent enough player who... Well, he was signed to Ents when they weren't that good. And then when they became good, it caught, like... It became clear it was like, oh no, he's actually just not quite good enough for this level. Yeah, but, it wasn't because of him that they were good. But having said that, they weren't very good before he joined, and then when he joined, they started rising. So maybe there's something like about him that makes him. To me, this feels really like good, a, I, yeah, this feels like an Oscar Sinners kind of situation, and like he's probably mm -hmm. going to destroy whoever nine plays against. Mm. Oscar was. Oscar was better than Hades. By I was never Oscar's biggest fan. His ceiling was insane. My problem with him was that he would just go missing halfway through games. Whereas like Hades' ceiling is probably top end of tier two. Hades uh -huh. uh, Oscar's ceiling was like thirty kills and against FaZe in fifteen rounds. But Oscar's ceiling was ridiculous. And so when he dropped down, it was like Oh yeah, no. We know he can AWP against the best AWPers in the world. Hades, we know he can't AWP against the best AWPers in the world. <laughs> Alright. Uh, were, were there other moves? I think there were other moves that uh, I there's didn't Heat, who yeah, 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 yeah. You want to explain this? Because I, I don't know about this. Well, I'm not 100% sure what's going on, but they've, like, Afro and Body are leaving. Afro's going to LDLC. I think Body's going to Falcons. Um, I think what happened was I know Heat weren't a particularly rich team, and they like got funding to sign Jax, and then that hasn't really panned out as they expected, and I think they're now going to have to cut costs. Um, but it's going to be just before the Paris Major to see a, a decent French team collapse. A body was the guy yeah. who created Double Pony, or he was one of the like founders of Double Pony, um, who then became Heat, and he, even he's leaving now, which kind of suggests it's all collapsing. Um, the, so, the winners out of this will probably be Falcons. But we we joked about there being no French teams to attend the major in Paris, and I'd actually like to turn myself back on that because I forgot Vitality is still technically a French organization. They're a French organization. Uh, they're definitely a French organization, but they're not a French they, team. No, and they're not a French team. But they. They may be the only ones because your other choices were Falcons and Heat, and 
do I really think that with just one team whoa, against whoa, whoa, the Hang room, on. Are you forgetting that Shocks and Smiths are creating a new team? I'm purposely... With young players, one of which is 25. I was going to say, isn't the average age like 27 on that team? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I am purposely forgetting this team. Um, the... That the your next hopes after Vitality of making the major as like an actually French organization and a French team that's majority French is Falcons and Heat. Yeah. And the reason that I could well, be Falcons decently... Falcons on a French org, but... Oh, French team. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll go with French team. The reason that I was fairly confident that, like, a French team will make it was because, well, there's two of them, and, you know, numbers-wise, one of them's probably going to get in. But... I, so I used to think Falcons were good, but they just... I feel like they're just making... Like, they're not actually improving. Every time they sign a player, they're not actually They signed Kenny S. There's obviously no want for them to actually be better. Yeah, like, they, they signed Kenny S because it's Kenny S, I'm pretty sure. Like... I don't think they signed him for any reason other than the fact that it is Kenny. Although apparently he was playing really well the other day in EPL conference, which they have you know, two. So they have two players on this roster who have been kicked off of tier one rosters for just not being good. I would say they've got four players who've been kicked. Well, if, if body signs, they've probably got four players who've been kicked off tier one roster. In fact, they got all five of their players have been kicked off tier one rosters okay, at some but, point. But let's let's make the, there's a difference here between Kenny S and MBK and Masuda who. We have yeah, spent I think many, many times, is probably pretty good. We have spent many times saying that Masuda is better yeah. than Vitality said, and it's just because he was put in shit spots. But um, like, every time, every time they make a signing, I don't feel like they actually get better; they just get older. Falcons were quite exciting when they had like Kyojin, you know, yeah. um, when they had um, uh, Maka as well. Like, I don't think Kenny S to Maka is an upgrade. No, and I'm not sure. Kyojin to MBK is an upgrade. I'm not sure. I'm actually certain that it's a downgrade. I don't know if I'm certain it's a downgrade because I'm not actually I'm... convinced Kyojin's any good. But he's he's at least interesting. Like he's there's something there. Like he mechanically he's fine. He just what? Well, uh, here's my bigger few thing. issues. In terms at least of he's position. a young player who has potential. Yeah, Kyojin's 23. Okay, well, let me rephrase the word young. He's not 28 years old, NBK, two-time major winner, very washed player from OG. Yeah. But then you can also argue NBK has won a major, like he was at least good at some point, as Kyojin wasn't. Like you can go either way, but I don't think it's a notable upgrade. Yeah, um, he, Haji, uh, I do think, is very good. I do think Haji's very good. I, I think this team had good bones, and then they just didn't drink their milk. <laughs> sure, why not? They had good bones, but they didn't drink their milk. That's the story of Falcons. That's the story of French Counter-Strike. Yeah. I, like, I, in fairness, there is nothing more French than having a tournament yeah. in your home country and completely imploding a few months before. There is nothing more French than that. Yeah, it's that's... There, there's track. nothing more French than an implosion. Uh, Surrendering. Yeah, which imploding kind it's, of is yeah. surrendering. It's just surrendering in slow motion. All right. <laughs> Let's get on to the, the last bit of this week. Uh, we've got Blast Premiere starting tomorrow as recording on Thursday the 19th, as you hear. Um, there's 12 teams here. Many yep. of them have different rosters. Many of them don't. 
Yeah. Let's begin. <laughs> so, even one of the teams who doesn't, there's a there's a rumor going around they might have a different roster. Yeah, so let, let's start from the top. Uh, Heroic will be attending. They have the roster that we expect yep. that you and I have predicted to do very good things this year. Yeah. Um, that we expect to no, maybe not take best team in the world. We're predicting they might be good. Cool. Very bold. Um, G two who uh, very exciting. Even though they haven't made the change, they're really exciting. G two because they are either a hundred or zero, and there is yeah. no in between. Gonna <laughs> be they're really interesting to follow this year. Even like even without a change, like it's, they're just interesting to follow this year. I've no idea what to expect from them. Liquid, who somehow managed to make themselves the number three team in the world, um, and for probably the first time I can remember, haven't made a change over a yeah. roster season. Uh, to be fair, they did the Yikindar thing kind of halfway in the middle of last season, but yeah, fine. Uh, they want to give OC more time. It seems to be otherwise they would yeah, have made the change I, for OC recently. I don't see an obvious upgrade for OC at the moment. Hey, maybe he's Wiz. obviously the next on the shopping block. Maybe Wiz. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Wiz is really good. Uh, Liquid didn't make any moves. Phase didn't make any moves. Um, Navi technically made yeah because of NPL, but I mean, like it's yeah. nobody's watching Navi because of the roster move. They're watching yeah. it because it's an excuse to simple and bit play. So I'm going to speed through the rest of these because Vitality also make moves. There's a lot of teams that are. Very good. I think, like, basically every team that's in the top 20 just didn't make a move. They're just yeah, kind of been a very boring roster season. They could just kind of stuck for the most part. Even the teams that did make moves were like, oh, yeah, Cloud on a signing Buster. <laughs> OG, same roster, big. A little bit weird. Um, yeah, nobody knows. I don't think Favin's playing. Well, it says Favin. I don't think like, he's playing. Yeah. I I think it's going to be... Who the fuck is it? Sin? I think Sin, Sin's yeah. playing Sin's... again. Right, look. Here's my take on Big. Just give up on Favon and just play Sin. Favon's really good, but it's been a while now. And so... I don't know what... Nobody seems to know what his issue is. There seems to be no communication on whether or not he's ever going to come back. Sin's clearly really good. Just say... You know what, Favon? You're out of the team until one of these players messes up. So, for what it's worth, um, in a match against Havu, Favon did play in December in CCT Central Europe. So maybe he's back. I think he can't least. go to land for whatever reason. I think that's kind of the issue. But I don't know. I, 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 re- I Nobody seems to know what's going on. So, if Favon's playing, then it's business as usual. If Sin's playing, then it's business as usual. Um, Sin's a Sin's a really good player. Like, let's be be very clear on this point. We we are very high on Sin here. Um, Nip is our first team with a big roster move. Um, yeah, they've done minus ele- minus S tag plus head trick. Look, be head tricks first going piece from, of tier one. Going from res orping to head trick orping. Should be like going from margarine to butter. This should be like NIP should get a massive upgrade from this. Like they have lost their worst player and one of the worst players in the top twenty to massively upgrade their Orpa and massively upgrade a rifler because now Res is in S attacks place. Yeah, this should be a huge move. This should be really good for NIP. Now, exactly why it's going to fail. Yep. 
Now, saying all of that, none of that will happen. Um, Astralis, who have completed their roster with the most underwhelming signing known to humankind with Buzz. Yeah, you, the problem is you can't make big moves because like, it doesn't matter how good the player is if Blame F is just going to bait them every round anyway, so... Yep. What difference does it make? Uh, Complexity, who didn't make a move, but realistically didn't have a move to make because North America. Um, and Evil Geniuses, who we just talked about with Wiz. So those are your 12 teams. Uh, we have schedules for the, the 12 teams. Let's start um, Let's start with the Group A. Is Oh, wait, this is one of the stupid fucking events again. Yep, where nobody goes out, like it's all just seeding. Yeah, so there's no fucking, there's no winners. Yeah. So you can win your group, and then there's a second place thing, so you get six of the 12 teams. This is so fucking dumb. All right, let's start six with Six of the 12 bay. teams go to the spring final. The other six go to the spring showdown, which is basically a second chance qualifier for yeah, the spring final. Yeah, but there's no... So it's like it. triple no. elimination or something? Yeah, there's Maybe just... Maybe quadruple elimination? Whatever. Group A, let's start here. Heroic, Evil Geniuses, Vitality, Astralis. Um, I think I speak for both of us when I say it should be a heroic win in the first round against DG. Um, I, again, I would be very surprised if minus Cirque plus Wiz means that this team is a world beater. Well, yeah, um, I mean, like, and you're not going to learn anything about it by playing as heroic, nope. who are probably just going to smash him anyway. Yep, and then Vitality, Astralis, I think both of us are on Vitality here. Um, I don't think either of us are particularly. I don't particularly high. think either of them are great. Yeah, um, there's I a just, world where device is really good and Astralis win. My answer is just as I greater than sign device. That's yeah. kind of my today answer because everyone yeah. else kind of just lines up to be the same. I, I'm not particularly high on vitality, but they've shown a higher seeding more recently than Astralis. Probably yeah. yeah, not high on vitality, but like higher than on Astralis, which is not saying a lot. The bar is very low. Yeah. Um, the game I'm actually most excited for in this group is not Heroic Vitality, because that should go Heroic like every day of the week. The game I'm actually excited for here is EG Astralis. Yeah, that could be fun. Because EG, we've said the bar is very low, because the bar's very low. But the bar for Astralis may not be much much higher. The bar for EG is very low, but Astralis are terrible at Limbo. <laughs> yeah, and if Blamef's just going to his t- like if they're gonna run this team the same way it was run last year with Blame F just running in and like not running in actually and beating the rest of his teammates, then I don't see how this like EG might actually have a decent shot at winning. That should be a fun game. I legitimately think that that will be fun. It like whoever loses, you can clown, which is just always funny. Like if Astralis lose to EG, that's hysterical. If EG lose, that's just always funny. Here's the thing, and even if they win. We can probably still clown on them. Yeah, because they're <laughs> like, just going to get pissed by Vitality anyway. Uh, this group should be a heroic win, and Vitality should go to the, the knockout round. Yeah, it should be. There's a world where Astralis are better than Vitality. Uh, but either way, yeah, I mean, realistically, there's probably a world where EG aren't the worst team in this in this group. Yeah, I'm not sure we live in that world. but The problem is it's heroic, and then about seven kilometers lower is everyone else in some sort of order. But then we are coming off a player break, and weird things happen first event after a player break, so... Yeah, but heroic or heroic, I just... Yeah, but you remember like when they signed Yabby, and they came back after a player break, and they were rubbish? Yeah, because they had just signed Yabby. 
No, no, this was like they signed Yabby, they were bad, and they came back after a player break, and they were like still bad, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, it was just a player break thing. Yeah. We'll see. Speaking of which, Complexity are going to beat Fa- no. <laughs> yeah, so Group B, Phase Complexity Liquid OG. Um, this group is more interesting because we have two teams that could actually play a final and like be okay with it. Yeah, Phase versus Liquid should be a banging game. It always Complexity has. Complexity versus OG should be a fun one as well, to be sure. Yeah, actually, most of the games in this group are just going to be fun. It's, yeah. This opening round is going to suck because it should, like, Liquid should be. Actually, Liquid OG will be a good game because knowing Liquid, they'll fucking throw yeah. half around. This is the sort of game that OG will win. It's it not even. I can see OG beating either Phase or Liquid, but I can also see them losing to Complexity. The worst thing is, like, this is the game that OG could win. But it's also the game that Liquid could lose. Like, this yeah. is a game that, like, you could... I, like, any day of the week, I could go and see the Liquid OG matchup and go, yeah, Liquid could lose that. That is, it has that nothing is to prime do with... Liquid slipping up territory. It has nothing to do with OG. It has everything to do with Liquid. Yeah. Um, it's prime slip-up territory. This group will be fun. Um, If I had to give a finalist from the group, which I do because we're pundits and predict things... Uh, it'll probably be phase, but it could be liquid. It'll be phase. I just got a feeling they're just gonna you, come you in at buy. the start. At the start of this year, they're gonna come in like middle of last year, where they were just the best team. It's got a right. Everyone's kind of a bit dodgy at the moment. I'm like, ah, actually, I've I've thought about it, and I think uh, <laughs> I saw Carrigan in a suit with a phase necklace the other day, and I was like, yeah, no, he's, the, he's winning it... everything. Was it the super drippy, like, diamond out one? Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, no, he's he's not fucking around. <laughs> They're going to win someone at the start of this year. All right, and then what may be the most interesting group, because I have no clue what to think about this Yeah, this group. is a fun one. G2, Big, Navi, and IP. We start with Hedtrick versus his old Hedtrick team. Hedtrick versus Simple. Yeah. Like, against his old team, that's his debut on NIP. There are three Navi offers your... in this group. Talk about fucking <laughs> pressure, though. Like you've gone from the academy team. Your first game is against the best opera in the world, the best over of all time, the best player of all time, or your own team. Yeah. And the coach who said you weren't good enough to play in tier one. And you know who your second game may realistically be against? Monacy. Monacy. Who's the guy like, before you? That is some serious pressure on Edric because, like, I think he he tweeted the other day. He's like, I didn't expect this like overwhelming support. Like, he was an academy player. Like, he is not used to this pressure. And his first game is quite possibly the most difficult game he'll ever play in his career against a guy against a coach who's sort of doubted him and the best opera of all time, the best player of all time. Don't even yeah. say best opera. Like, but like I mean, like in a one to one, like is what I mean. Like he's yeah, it's like. If he performs in this game, I'm already willing to call him one of the best authors in the world. Because the stakes don't get much higher than this. The thing is, is not just that. It's that he has, like, you go and say, oh, the Navi system, he could be the next simple. Or he was the guy that replaced Monazi. He could be the next Monazi. And your first couple of games are against both yeah. of them. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying, man. And knowing NIP, they're going to drop all of them, and it won't be Hedrick's fault. Yeah, it, it, there's a, like, can you imagine if Hedrick drops, like, 28 kills, and they lose 16-7? Yeah. 
Yep. Can you imagine? That would be so funny. That, I actually that think be the we, most uh, that actually like, might be the funniest outcome possible. Is that Hedrick drops like <laughs> loads of kills and he gets smacked? That would it's be like so the, funny. It's like Device's first game back with Astralis. Device dropping like thirty four, and then them still losing to like Heat or some shit. Get, I looked up this game the other day. Have you ever seen um, Simple on Flipside versus Navi in a best of five? I'm gonna go and find it because it is the most absurd series i have ever seen no but i've seen the simple simple uh what was it he was subbing in for mouse sports and right he named himself complex or some shit like that this is Great a time. best of five all right um it was at the ccs kickoff season in 2015 simple at this time so this is eight years ago simple was in his teens this playing was playing for liquid this is pre-liquid yep. He was rifling as well. He wasn't orping at this point because, and I'm not fucking with you, World Edit was their primary author. Big World Edit fan here. They had, they had Markov, World Edit, and Simple, and and World Edit was the main author. Uh, Flipside won this series 3-1. Yeah. First map was Cash, 16-6. Simple goes 32-10. and 10. In 22 rounds, he dropped 32-10, rifling. Wasn't Blade on that team too? Yes, Blade was his in-game leader. Okay. Second lap, overpass. Navi won 16-5. Simple goes 13 and 17. So okay. he gets negative on map two. Map three, cobblestone. 16-14, 30 rounds, all in regulation. Simple goes 39 and 16. That's a plus 23 with a 2.04 rating. Fourth map, Mirage, another 16-14. Simple goes 30 and 20. <laughs> In a four-map series, where in one map he got 13 kills, he went 114 and 63. This was like this was like Navi in 2015. Simple without an AWP. Yeah, that was 114 like, and 63. That was Zeus, Flamey, Seized, Guardian, and someone Edward. else who Edward, right? That that was like an actually cracked team in 2015, too. And that was before he had the AWP crutch. The next highest fragger in the in the server was Edward on 78. Simple, again, 114 kills in four maps, one of which he got 13 kills in. He went plus 51. The rest of his team went plus 5, minus 9, minus 9, minus 16. It's the most absurd hard carry I have ever seen. So I, you're saying that that's... I remember this the other day and looked it up and I was like, I just cannot believe it. So that's what Hedrick has to do here. I'm saying that that's what Hedrick's up against. That's the player he's been compared to when he played against his when he played against Navi. He got 114 kills without the up. No pressure, Hedrick. Yeah. Let's talk about the other game for a second here. Uh, G2 Big. I have no idea. I have literally no context clues, yeah, no, no predictions. G2 are definitely no losing, aren't they? They're just definitely losing. There's because no way. They just won an it. event. They're definitely losing. We say this every time, that Big is just so uninspiring, but they are like the breakpoint team of like, if you're worse than Big, you lose to Big. If you're better than Big, you win against Big. And to be fair, we say that, and I, I'm not sure I believe it anymore because I actually believe it's more outsiders than Big any, at this point, but either way big is like drilled and they have if there is one thing that big is is they have a consistent in-game leader who wants to play his game and the team is bought into how tabson wants to play the game 
Yep. G2 was well, all over the Probably how God B wants to play the game, realistically. But yes. I, I mean, uh, Tabson was an IGL. Tabson is the in-game leader. Tabson is the in-game leader of Na'Vi. It's still however Wait, Blade wants to do it. Let me reverse it. Tabson was the IGL when... What wasn't an IGL when God B was the IGL. So I assume that Tabson got taught by God B when they were playing together. And now God B is back. And so now God B is just, yeah. It's definitely it's, just God B. It's the God B... It's like how we talk about the Shanahan offense in American football, which is like the West Coast. It's like, but anyone from that coaching tree runs right, that same okay. kind of offense, runs the Shanahan offense. So if you're... Or if you're in, into football, Mikel Arteta and Pep Guardiola. It's like Mikel Arteta like, was his assistant manager who then manages a different team in the Premier League. And, and they run the same seven, offense. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it's the coaching tree that he runs the same yeah, offense yeah. for. So Peak will run the Gabi offense or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and it's a very drilled offense. It's a very drilled form of Counter-Strike that will prevent G2 from doing yeah. stupid shit of like, Monacy goes for 38 in a game, or Nico goes for yeah. 38 in a game, or Dearson's literally anywhere on the screen. This is going to drop 38 and they're going to win. I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it is. There's no way G2 don't lose this game in hilarious fashion. There's just no way. Yeah. We're going to like not defuse again somehow. And lose. Probably. So getting out of this group should, saying this fingers crossed, assuming that things go correct, should be Navi. Yeah. It should be a Navi G2 final, but we reserve but the right to say somehow. that anything else could happen Yeah, because this group is whack. Yeah. When you have NIP G2 big and first game of the event Navi in the same group, literally anything could happen. Yep. And none of it matters anyway because it's all a seeding event. Yeah, this event's stupid. Um, <clears throat> do you have any any other bits on Blast Premier Spring Groups 2023-72-45? I don't believe so. All right. Well, then that's going to be it for this week. Short episode. Well, we, we can briefly talk about the HLTV oh. Top 20. Oh, yes. Uh, the, because the, thing the conclusion you of that uh, was obviously this weekend with uh, Simple won it. I, I know, mad shot. Insane. Um, my personal favorite moment was when uh, Blade was given Coach of the Year, which I personally thought was pretty reasonable. Um, and he went on stage. He was like, "Yeah, I don't feel like I deserve this," which is just really funny to me. It's like it's, it's such a Blade thing to do to be like, "Yeah, yeah, we we weren't actually any good. Like we should be doing a lot more. I feel like other coaches were better than me." Brilliant. Yeah, great, great time to use. What a platform to uh, make that speech. You know what? That's fine. Well, uh, didn't Brokey get upset about something like the week before? Oh, actually, Brokey, I think he was taking the uh, taking the piss a little bit. Yeah. But it was because Rops, Rops's ace against G2 in the Katowice Grand Final was pipped for player of the year by Monacy's 1v4 against MIBR. Mm. Which, yeah, it's a bad choice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have given it Rops. I'm not really sure. Like, Monacy's is a bit flashier. But Rops is 15-14 in the grand final of a tournament. Yeah. Uh, if if I remember to ask uh, Editor Beef, we're going to put the photo of you there right on the screen at this point. Uh, yeah. And you can comment below in the YouTube section whether Elliot should keep his mustache or not. There was a... Yeah, it's been a bit of a debate. Was, yeah, there's been a heated debate in the TLDR Discord about the, the stash situation. Yeah. It's just difficult. I mean, the, the friend I went with was like, oh, no, I really like the moustache. I'm like, I'm not convinced. 
And I'm like, I no, mean, no, no, you should keep it. I'm like, mm, I feel like you're pranking me. I'm, I say this in the nicest way possible, but this is a you problem. For those of us who can grow full beards, we just grow full beards. Yeah, I could only grow a chin strap, and even then, it only follows my face on this side. And, and it's, I like, think... super scraggly. To... Yeah. Yeah, but it also goes under my ch like chin here. I think because I lost a lot of weight when I was, like, 18. So I think my beard was used to growing further out, and then I lost weight to the... And then my hair never uh, adjusted. So I can only grow, like, a chin strap or, yeah. All right. But I hate, hate shaving every... I sh hate shaving every day. So... I don't have that problem. It becomes difficult anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to be it for the week. Uh, we will see you all again next week. We'll have, I would say, winners, but results from yeah. Blast. Uh, and we'll get started talking about Cato, which is in, like, a week and a half? Two weeks? Uh, like that? It, yes. It's not long. It's like real half. close. And Cato actually matters. So I think we'll I'm flying to Poland for it. For oh. the playoffs, so. Nice, nice, nice. We will uh, we'll, we'll get to it at that point then. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RetailDR, at LoganRevive, and at AZESC. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.